Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. Now, our 100th episode of The Emily Osmond Show is next week. And to celebrate, we're compiling an episode with your voices. I would love to hear from you. So there's two steps. Step one, just pick your favorite learning from this show. And maybe that's a tip that you've been putting to use in your business, a really powerful mindset shift, or just something that you loved hearing one of our guests speak about. Step two, go to this super cool website called SpeakPipe, which is S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E, speakpipe.com forward slash Emily Osmond. And there you'll see a little button that you can press, which is going to record your voice. And I want you to let me know your name. You can put your business name in there and share your favorite learning. We'll then put them together into our special 100th episode, which is coming out next week. So make sure that you get your audio in ASAP so we can feature you. I cannot wait to hear from you. In this episode, I'm speaking with one of my students from the Modern Marketing Collective. She is Melissa Finlay. And she's sharing how over the past few months, she has put her prices up by 75% and is still getting booked out with clients. Mel is a qualified holistic nutritionist who specializes in women's health. She's also a qualified personal trainer and Pilates instructor. Mel works with women to show them how food, nutrition, as well as lifestyle intervention and self-care can unlock a new level of energy and vitality and assist with healing from specific issues like postnatal depletion or diagnosed women's health conditions like endometriosis. Along with working with clients privately, Mel more recently launched the Amazing Mums Academy, which is an online membership for mums, and it allows her to bring her knowledge and expertise to mums in a really accessible way while building a community of mums who support, understand, and encourage each other to achieve their goals. In this episode, we discuss how Mel went from hope marketing to now being in control of her marketing and her sales and it feeling really easy for her. How Mel has increased her prices over time and while doing so has really had to adjust her money mindset and work on that. How she now markets her offers and what's working really well struggling with imposter syndrome and how Mel has learned to manage this and what she's now focusing on to take her business to the next level. Now, as you're listening, and if you start thinking, hang on a minute, Mel, I want to I wanna have some results like you're having and go from hope marketing and crossing your fingers that the next customer was just going to find you to being in control of your business growth and really having marketing that just feels easy for you. My free online class is perfect for you. You're going to learn the three phases of creating a full-time income from your business and why posting more content just isn't going to get you there. I want you to go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free, choose a time, 
and get your name down for my free class. Well, Mel, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited that you asked me to be on your podcast. Uh, me too, me too. I thought it was about time. It's, uh, yeah, I've loved kind of watching you, your business evolve over the past, over a year, I think, that we've been Yeah, it's been connected, over a year. I think I my daughter was like three months old when I joined and she's 18 months now. So whatever the maths is on that. <laughs> yeah, all righty, 15 months or something. Awesome. Well, Mel, for those that don't know you, do you want to do a little introduction to yourself? Sure. My name is Melissa Finlay. Everyone calls me Mel. And I'm a holistic uh, women's health nutritionist in Melbourne. And yeah, I live in the inner west of Melbourne with my husband and my two kids who are four and one. And you know, I like to ask what you might be listening yes, to or I, watching. I prepared for this. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. I want to hear what's on your playlist or what are you, what are you watching? Okay, so well, at the moment I'm sort of dabbling in a few different shows, but I did just finish uh, on Netflix Unorthodox, which I found so interesting. I've watched that, yes. Um, it was, yeah, just so interesting to see that lifestyle, which I've never really had any connection with, so that was cool. I just also watched My Octopus Teacher. It's on my playlist. I've it was amazing. So yeah, talk. it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Definitely recommend that one. Well, thank you. That gives me another prompt to watch uh, The Octopus, My Octopus Teacher. Sounds awesome. So tell us about the real start of your business. What did it look like? Have you always worked for yourself? Take us like right back. Definitely haven't always worked for myself. I worked in corporate world for almost 14 years. And I think it was probably around the fourth year that I knew that this was not kind of what I I wanted to be doing with my life, but it did take me, it was a very messy sort of journey to where I am now. So obviously I stuck around in that job for 10 more years, but in those 10 years, I sort of had a bit of a lifestyle overhaul when I met my now husband. So back then I was a pack a day smoker, which you may not believe Emily, but I was. We started dating and he said to me, I can't date a smoker. So you, you know, it's either me or the ciggies, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate ultimatum. So of course I, I, I decided to quit, which was a really hard journey. But from there, it sparked so many things in my journey to where I am now. You know, he's not going to listen to this, but it was like, he had a lot to do with it. (laughs) I won't tell him that because he'll get a big head. Yeah, you don't want them to actually know. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn it! <laughs> but from there, I yeah, I just I started changing up my lifestyle and actually qualified as a, a PT, but then sort of decided that wasn't really where I wanted to go with my career. But something that happened was when I started making changes to my diet, I noticed that my periods became less painful and just a lot more normal, I suppose, but I didn't realize at the time that there was a real link between lifestyle, diet, and how that all sort of worked. So it sparked this interest in me to go and find more. And that sort of started the journey for me. I enrolled into my nutrition course, which I was doing part-time on the side of full-time work. So it did take me a little while. There was what was a lot the of... work you were doing, by the way? Was that in the health space or not? No. So I was working for an insurance company um, as a supervisor there. So in their like call center, which is actually where I met my husband. Um, he was a supervisor as well, and he's moved to another area of the business, but yeah, so completely different, completely different. Then I 
had Percy, my firstborn, and while I was on maternity leave with him, that's when I sort of wrapped up the course. I went and did my clinic hours and all that kind of stuff. And then I just sort of started to dabble by bringing, like just having a few friend clients here and there. My mother's group were pretty helpful testing things out on them. It actually wasn't until I was on maternity leave with Evie that I decided I was going to make a real go of branching out on my own and not returning to that corporate world, which was really scary at the time, but I'm so glad that I made that transition. What did it look like to you then making a real go of it? What did that look like? Like I said, it was so messy. I really had no idea what I was doing. I changed my Instagram account from personal to business and then just started posting random stuff hoping that someone was going to contact me to work with me and just sort of like hoping for the best, not really understanding that there is some strategy behind it. And, you know, you have to actually tell people how they can work with you as well. That was a big thing that I learned quite early on that actually no one knows what I'm doing. So why would they even contact me to work with me when they have no idea? So yeah, it was sort of just very sporadic. And then I spoke to a friend who you know, Jess, the, uh, Jess Worrell, yeah. and she recommended the Modern Marketing Collective oh, to me. So I enrolled in it. Thanks, From Jess. there, it's really just taken off. I've changed so many different ways that I've been working in my business now. That's been a real journey to understanding how to give people the best customer journey and also how to actually market what I do. So, yeah. Let's talk about your offers to start with. So what you, I guess, started out offering, how that has changed over time. And I know it's been a massive change just in the last, like this year has been a really big change. In the beginning, I was offering just one-off appointments in nutrition for women or not even actually specifically for women's health. I just sort of offered a consult and it didn't really, I didn't specify like my niche That's why I just got a few clients here and there and they were just ranging from, you know, weight loss to gut health to whatever. All sorts. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. And from there, I sort of realized this is really hard to try and maintain any level of like customer journey when they're only booking one consult for starters. And it was really hard to, it was kind of exhausting to have to go out and try and find constantly find customers or clients so that's when I started dabbling in packages and my first package was just two consults and a meal plan and all this other stuff that I threw in there because you know just trying to add all the value which probably just wasn't even necessary and then that's sort of evolved now I have two packages I've got a 12-week package and a six-week package so that I can really give my clients that journey and stay with them as they start to see the changes and the improvements in their health. And I also decided to really niche down into women's health specifically for a few reasons, because I'm really passionate about it, number one. And number two, being a a mum, I think that I'm very qualified to sort of understand, especially with mums where they're coming from with, with those things. And on a more practical level, so that I can really put my efforts into learning more about those specific conditions and becoming like an expert in that field. And I think so many of us, like this was me as well, and I think so many can relate when you start off, I think you almost have to do a bit of that, like tasting everything. 
But then you do need to, like, it's just so smart to then say, okay, what do I enjoy the best? Like, what makes the most sense here? What do my audience keep wanting? And then niche down into that. And then, like you said, you're not trying to, like, stay on top of all these different subject areas that's kind of spreading you thin. You can just focus on, okay, let's just be the best at this and make it amazing for your customers. And also, I love, um, before we press record, you also said, like, offering the one-off consults wasn't even like the best outcome for your clients. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, I I quickly realized that just booking them in for one consult meant that we sort of touched on a few things, but we really didn't deep dive into what was really going on for them. And because I sort of sold it in that way, it didn't really encourage them to come back to me. And so they were sort of going off and maybe making some changes, but there was no follow through. And so For me, that wasn't satisfying. I'm sure it wasn't satisfying for them. And in terms of my business growth, that wasn't helpful either because I wasn't able to see anyone through and get the results to then be able to show that in my marketing. And also, it just feels way better for me to know that I have helped that person to the very end. Yeah, it feels better. It works better. It's better for everyone. I'd love to hear kind of the different streams in your business now and how they've shifted over, let's say, the past 12 months or that type of thing. What, what does your business kind of look like with what you offer and what? how does that compare to a year or so ago or 15 months? I have added another branch to what I do and that is my membership for mums called the Amazing Mums Academy. And that came about because I was seeing with my one-on-one clients this recurring theme with mums that they are tired, exhausted, burnt out, and not sure how to get themselves out of that situation. And I was sort of saying the same things to these women over and over again. And it just made me realize that this is something that I could really leverage and scale. And so that's why I decided to create my membership. So now I have the membership and there's a few different options within the membership on how to actually access that information. And then, yeah, then I have my one-on-one packages. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm sort of planning a few more things in the future when my kids are a little bit older, hopefully next year when they're at kinder and daycare a bit more often and I've got a bit more time to sort of add one more thing into the mix maybe we'll see awesome and I love it it's like a simple kind of offering simple business model which is awesome and I know that uh you've put your prices up quite a bit over the past little while tell us about that yes it's so interesting because when I first started I really I can now see how much I was undervaluing myself and what I was doing and because of that I was probably attracting the wrong kind of client for me, who wasn't maybe 100% committed to making changes and improvements and seeing the journey through. Whereas now I, and I've had to do a lot of work on my money mindset for sure to, you know, every time I've hit publish on a new price, I have freaked (laughs) out (laughs) and wanted to take it back, but I've managed to stick to each increase. And what I have noticed is that I'm selling out my one-on-one spots each month and that the women that I'm attracting to work with are 100% committed. They're like on time to their appointments. They're implementing the changes. They're checking in with me. They're using the recipes. And so they're getting the results. And so it's just win-win for everyone in that regard. So I think my prices have gone up about 75% since Jan. 
it's great. It's been a really scary ride, but each time I just have to get my mindset, um, you know, to where it needs to be and sort of match my energy with selling that price so that people have confidence in that price. That's a big part of it, I think. It is such a massive part. Like if, and I think obviously it's normal to feel a little bit, like a little bit timid or nervous, but we have to have the belief in that price and the belief in the offering that is like, it's a bargain. It's a hundred percent worth it. Cause if we don't, then our, like, like you said, people can feel that energy. They can feel that. I also think sometimes when we put the prices up, we can then freak out if we suddenly like inquiries go quiet for a little bit or did you notice that? Did you have like a transition period? Totally. <laughs> and it would be like a daily <laughs> freak out where I'd be like, oh, no one's inquiring. I've got to put the price back down. But then it's all about that energy. And when you align to the, to the energy of that price, then no one questions it. And then the inquiries come back. And I would say that inquiries have reduced overall, but the percentage of inquiries to sales is probably double what it used to be. So conversion, you mean? Conversion, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah cool, yeah. amazing. And your profit, your revenue. Like this is the cool thing because I've done the set, like, you know, when you put your prices up, you can then work with fewer people but make more money. Exactly. And then that means you've got the energy and the space to really commit to the work with that person as well. Um, Whereas I found earlier in this journey when my prices were pretty cheap, if people were bombarding me with questions, I'd be like, oh, but, you know, this isn't what it's supposed to feel like. Whereas now we are both 100% committed. And so, yeah, it's just really interesting to see. I see it as you also stepping into like a, like a leader role, like showing up as a leader. This is what it is. This is how it can help you. Like, and that confidence too. And I know, um, imposter syndrome was one thing that you mentioned. Cause I'm like, what do you want to talk about Mel? And you said, you know, this is something that you've, you've had to work on. What has that looked like for you in your business dealing with imposter syndrome? So back in about January, when I really started to work on my business, it was rampant throughout my messaging, just in my thoughts and feelings about the work that I was doing and I would make these excuses like, oh, but I'm not qualified enough or I don't know enough. I haven't got enough experience. No one's going to want to work with me. Or if someone did sign up to me, it would start this self-talk of, oh, what if they can see right through me and they see that I don't know everything and they're not going to have any confidence with me. As I started to get results for my clients and as I started to bring more clients on, almost like that proof that I could do it is what I needed to show myself that I'm not a fraud and I do know what I'm doing. Yeah. So every time I get a result, I sort of reflect on that and it just really helps me to be able to come back to my messaging with confidence and with ease. It's a lot easier now than it used to be to get onto stories and Instagram and actually tell people about what I'm doing. It's weird because I feel as though um, some people and maybe more males, I would like, you know, maybe that's a, that is a generalization, but they just have that confidence. They're yeah. like, yeah, of course I'm good at this. I'm <laughs> awesome at this. Whereas sometimes other personality types, and it is kind of a thing with us, us women, I think of it too, is that we do seem to struggle with this imposter syndrome and it's like, we won't accept or we fear that we aren't good enough or we can't get the results and we have to like prove it to ourselves 
and like you said, once we start seeing our customers really, really happy or our clients getting really, really good results, then we almost are like, okay, okay, it works. Like, yeah. I'm okay. This, this is good. That's right. And just the other day I had a client who got emotional and she was like, thank you for helping me when no one had listened to me before. She'd been to doctors and whatnot and they'd just all sort of told her it was in her head and she was so grateful. And so I started crying, it was like this cry yes. fest on the Zoom call. But that sort of stuff kind of just reaffirms to me that what I'm doing is important and worthy and worthy of that price as well because how much would you pay to have a transformation like that? That's what I kind of say to myself. That's it. I think when we price small, it's almost taking the easy out. It's almost as though, well, if I just price that and they don't get a result, then, you know, it's not that much. That's right. Yeah. It's kind of... Whereas if we if we charge a premium, it probably comes with a bigger expectation, but that's also being a leader. How are you attracting your clients? I would say the best results I'm getting is through stories. So in stories, I like to jump on and, and talk through like a, a client's journey. So where they've yeah. um, where they started to where they are now, or like a conversation that went down that was like a real win for them. Also, I do sort of like mini trainings in stories where I'll put out like a question poll asking what people want to hear about and then I will just create like a quick two-minute training with some top tips on what to do with that situation. So it could be like endometriosis, PCOS, all different kind of women's health sort of conditions that a lot of the people who are following me, that's what they're kind of there for. So I find that super helpful. And something else that I have done that I've found really helpful is to create some IGTVs on the different topics that I mostly see in my practice. And that has attracted clients too, because they've come to me in the DMs and said, Oh, I just watched that video and what you're saying that totally resonates with me. And now I want to work with you. So stories is where it's at for me. Totally. I've actually even dropped off my grid a tiny bit. So I was posting maybe four times a week and I'm probably posting two to three times a week now and but in stories pretty much every day even if it's just to show them like how I prep something for lunch or yeah even just stuff about the family just so that I'm showing up and just reminding people I'm over here you can work with me yeah that's why I'm like right you don't have to post every day on your grid post a couple times a week if you want but you know if you can be showing up on stories and doing exactly what you're doing well like taking people on that journey showing the transformations that type of thing it is so powerful and then it leads to those conversations as well and I know I think that's a big part for you as well the dms oh yeah totally dms is where it's at too (laughs) I I kind of not that I measure it I'm so not like a maths or statistics kind of person but I know that if my inquiries are quiet, it's directly related to how quiet my DMs are. So if my DMs are quiet, then I'm quiet. And the way that I sort of spark these conversations is through that engagement in story. So putting out polls, um, asking a question, getting them to DM me, that sort of sparks conversations with people. And so often they say to me, oh, I've been following you for a while. I've been meaning to reach out to you and they just haven't yet. And so you've initiated that conversation and it's made them feel comfortable to actually talk to you about working together. And the thing is, because I know some people are like, oh, I did a poll and no one voted or I put a question up 
And like a couple of things I say to that is if you were looking at that poll, would you actually vote in it? Like, is it actually something that's like really attractive, like really interesting, that type of thing? And also it's pretty deep into knowing your ideal customer's challenges and desires. And that's something that like I know that you have really kind of done just great with and worked on is really getting to know your customers and and then speaking to them like where they're at as well and showing, you know, you can help. Whereas I think probably a lot of other people in your space are maybe still talking at the surface level. I think so. I have done a lot of work on, you know, my ideal customer and their pain points and their fears and what they're struggling with. And that's what I use to, yeah, reach out to them in my in my polls and surveys and things um, to get them to talk to me. Has there been anything else that you found like really challenging in your business or really really things that you found difficult that you've had to overcome? The maths and dollars part of things is where it's most challenging for me. I only just recently got zero and an accountant. <laughs> I, was, I was actually, believe it or not, sitting down to a spreadsheet every at the end of every month and it was just killing me and I have no idea why I didn't make the transition earlier, but I have now. So I'm still, I'm still learning the ropes of zero, but I guess that's the most challenging thing. But Part of this journey too is I have learned that you have to spend money to create a business that people want to invest their money into as well. Ooh, that's that's juicy. Tell us. Tell wow, us just my, my mindset at the beginning of the journey, I think, was do everything yourself. Try not to spend any money, like the bare minimum, like, you know, my insurance and my registration for my associations were like I had to pay for. But even just in the last maybe three months, things like paying for a Calendly subscription so that the customer journey is so much more seamless and I'm not having to remember to remind my clients to, to, for their appointments, just simple things that make my life easier, make their life easier. It's totally worth the investment. And zero as well. Like why was I spending three hours a month or, or more if I fell behind trying to do these books when I could just pay for something to make the, it's so much easier and stress-free. And that's time back with my family as well. That's how I kind of see it now, not before, but now I see it as that that's time that I'm spending with my kids now rather than spending it locked away doing the books. Why do you think you kind of resisted before? Like what, where do you think that behavioral belief came from? I think it's part of that money mindset journey that I've been on where I didn't want to overcharge or what I thought was overcharge. And therefore I didn't actually have the capacity to spend the money on my business because I wasn't charging enough. And when I actually looked at my numbers and realized, you know, if I ever want to pay myself a decent amount of money, I need to be putting my prices up so that I can pay tax and I can, you know, pay for expenses that need to to happen if I'm going to treat this business seriously rather than just, you know, like a hobby business or something like that. It's so powerful. And yeah, when we, when we kind of charge more and elevate our business, then we bring in that money to also help us do that even more. It's really cool. What would be like one thing you wish you knew when you were starting out? I think I didn't necessarily realize how much time in my business I would spend on marketing and outreach I really thought that I would be spending my time being a nutritionist and now I'd say the percentage is like 
60-40, whereas in the very beginning, it was probably like 90-10 marketing to actual working as a nutritionist. And that sort of surprised me, I think. So I think when you're starting a business, you have to be prepared to really put hours into this side of things before that percentage sort of kind of comes down and you actually get to start working on the thing that you love doing the most. I see it like you're building momentum there. Like you're putting all that kind of effort and then it starts kind of that like, what is it? Like the snowball kind of starts rolling and you still have to feed it and keep it going, but you kind of got that momentum going. You do have to keep the momentum. I I made the mistake back in, I think it was about June. I think it was June. I, I sold out for the first time my one-on-one spots and I think the mistake I made was I dropped off social media because I was like oh I'm just so busy now I don't have to worry about that I I didn't have the headspace or even just the knowledge to know that I needed to be still consistent so that I could fill that pipeline of clients for the future because yeah you just you need to be consistent like that and so come end of July when some of these clients have finished up with me and I was like okay so I need to bring some more clients there was no conversations happening there was no audience growth there was nothing and so I almost had to start from scratch again to to fill that pipeline up and so I've learned that lesson and I'll yeah I won't do that again it's such a good run Oh my gosh. I've loved everything you said. It's so good. So good. Well, Mel, where can everyone go to find, follow and work with you? Okay. So Instagram, obviously, um, (laughs) my handle is melfinlay underscore nutritionist. And my website is melissafinlaynutritionist.com. No AU on the end. So that's, that's the main two places. My DMs are always open. I love answering questions and chatting to people. So definitely come find me over on Instagram. Amazing. Actually, I might ask, what are you, what's next for you? What are you working on? What's kind of, what's your focus at the minute? So my focus is starting to shift a little more to my membership and really growing that because that's sort of fallen away a little bit as I concentrated my efforts more on filling my one-on-one. So now for me, I think it's about finding what the right balance is between the two so that they're both consistently growing because I really do want to have that scalable income sitting there for me so that I don't have to work as many hours so that I can spend time with my kids when I want to. That's really what this whole thing is about for me is having that flexibility to spend time with them and be able to do like the school drop-offs when they get to school and be able to just be there for all of that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Mel, so good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. People, yeah, you, you shared so generously. People are going to just take away so much from that. So thank you. It's really cool to hear too. Yeah, I'm excited for you, like with all the things you've been working on and like just finding the things that, yeah, just work really well and, and you know them, which is so powerful. You're like, cool, if I want to grow, then I can just do this. Like That's just- right. You never unlearn that stuff once you've learned it. Yeah. And you learn it through the experience of, of doing. Yeah. You've got control of your growth, which is awesome. 
Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.